This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. It takes at least three weeks to repair the kind of black eye I gave myself. And when I looked in the mirror, I saw the most grotesque and jarring reflection. You see, this is the Jewish way. We don't ask, why me? We ask, rather, for what purpose? This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. A while back now, I walked into a glass door. Not figuratively, literally. I was engrossed in a conversation, and my overly animated, somewhat distracted way, I found myself literally smashed into a barrier that I didn't notice. I didn't see it. It was unspeakably painful. My glasses flew off, and I was dazed, and I was shocked. Get me some ice, I said to my friend, and I ran to the bathroom, where the swelling had already begun, and the bleeding was starting. You know, my eyeglasses had both protected me and wounded me. The round frames that I wear first were pressed and dug into my eye before they flew off. The lenses were scratched, but not broken. My eye actually took the brunt of the impact, so they simultaneously protected my eye, but also damaged it. But let's unpack that oxymoron some other time. So this injury was something I'd seen before, and I was immediately transported back 27 years when my then three-year-old son walked into a table corner at my brother's wedding, and this goose egg grew into a size of a small fist, and I was sick with worry, but my sister, who is a specialty nurse, explained to me that when the swelling is on the outside rather than the inside, you're actually in less danger, that you ice the spot of the injury immediately. But When it's an external manifestation, it's actually an easier fix. You know, all of this came back in a flash, like really. And so on autopilot, I did what she told me 27 years ago. But that didn't stop the black eye. Or more accurately, the purple, black, green, yellow, orange eye that appeared the next day and bloomed the day after that. And then the day after that for weeks. And when I looked in the mirror, I saw the most grotesque and jarring reflection. And I wondered, what is it that I'm really looking at? Was this outer damage the manifestation of some inner damage? What did the Almighty have in mind for me? And what did he want me to see? when I gazed at my reflection. You see, this is the Jewish way. We don't ask, why me? We ask, rather, for what purpose? And the left eye? Was there something I needed to see with what is clearly my dominant eye? You see, I'm left-handed. My left eye is actually bigger than my right eye. My mother tells me that she noticed it at birth. I've always compensated with eye makeup to restore the balance, but... Sometimes the outer balance affectation only provides a surface band-aid. So, what does Judaism teach us about the left side of our bodies? Rabbi Zalman Posen writes about this in an essay 
where he says that the Torah tells us to place our tefillin between the eyes. How we use our eyes shows what sort of people we are. When the sixth Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak Schneerson, was still a very little boy, he asked his father why God gave man two eyes. Would not one eye have been quite sufficient? He asked. Well, the father said, God gave us two eyes, a right eye and a left eye. The right eye is for seeing the good, and the left eye is for seeing faults. Use your right eye to look at others, and look at your left eye to look at yourself. Hmm. Well, I got to tell you that the evening this accident happened, I was embarrassed by something and angry by something that felt like a real disrespect towards me and my family. And I became enraged. I mean, it's been years since I've been enraged. I have systematically trained my right eye to see only good, to judge favorably. And the Torah teaches us that embarrassing someone is akin to killing them. But when we stand quiet in the face of it, when we don't lash out or react in anger, when we use that opportunity to pray for anything we want or need for ourselves or for the Jewish people, miracles can happen. Now, this is not to say that there's no accountability for the persons who might embarrass or disrespect you, but really, that's between them and God. Our work is not to do their work. The question of for what transforms what might be disregarded as just happenstance or bad luck into something rich with the possibility for growth. But that evening, I was blinded with rage. I saw red until the Almighty ensured that I literally saw red. A dear friend and mentor asked me to examine my left eye carefully, for where it perhaps missed the memo about not reacting by judging negatively, even when you're embarrassed, about using my right eye in times of discomfort, about remembering that there's a for what that I needed to look at, And rather than to become enraged at the messenger, who is always sent by God, that I should ask myself this question. I am grateful that she gave me this wisdom. I'm grateful that I could hear her in time. You know, it takes at least three weeks to repair the kind of black eye I gave myself, but it takes only two minutes to decide to ask oneself in every difficult situation which eye you're going to respond with. If your left eye is a bit overdeveloped, if your unfavorable judgments can blind you so that you walk into glass walls of our psyches. Now, of course, sometimes an accident is just an accident. A cigar is just a cigar. But what if we also did the work to find out what might have been at the root cause of the accident? Was I not paying proper attention? Was I too distracted? Was I tired? Had I not guarded my sleep or my personal health? Did I allow stress and perfectionism and the delusion of control to blind me? I had to look in the mirror at a literal manifestation of a metaphysical wound that needed tending and ultimately it was a small price to pay. 
Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.